This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another bonus episode of FML Talk. We are diving in today to the best of season four. I can't even believe that we've done four seasons of this show and are about to kick off season five. Um, And we did this early on, on season one, and I think season two, but we've been slacking on the best of for a couple seasons now. So I figured we would bring it back and uh, get into some of my favorite moments from this season. So sit back, grab a cocktail, and welcome to this bonus episode of FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19, can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter six. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. We cannot talk about favorite episodes from this season without talking about the first fucking episode of the season. Everybody was like, Gabrielle, we want to hear like a fun girl talk sex episode. And I was like, okay, well, who do I bring on for that? Obviously, my best friend, Brittany, who you all know as Jess from Eat, Pray, FML. When I tell you I regretted that decision the moment we finished recording that episode I remember looking at her and being like oh my god I feel like I just spilled every fucking secret I had um and like embarrassing moment just period but I gotta say I got so many dms from this episode not only about the techniques that we talk about (laughs) but also just like laughing hysterically along with us or at us. I don't know which it was, but you know what? As long as you guys are entertained, I don't really fucking give a shit. (laughs) Whether it's at my expense or you're laughing with me, it's fucking fine. So let's dive back to episode one of season four and take a listen. We went to the Santa Monica Pier and we... Yeah, this story, it gets worse and worse, and I'm already regretting starting it, but here we are. Um, Okay. So we go to the Santa Monica Pier. We, like, walk around. It's all, like, cute. And we had this plan. We, like, took a blanket, and we were like, we're going to go, like, lay on the beach. You guys planned for you to give him a No, no, no. I don't know if we planned that, but we were like, we're going to go to the beach and hook up. Okay? Okay. And so I was like, oh, God, it sounds so bad now that I'm saying it. I was, like, 14, 15, 14. Yeah, I dude, that sounds so cringy now, yeah. but like going into high school, I don't know. I mean, I know people that did that a lot younger. Everyone's judging me right now. All the walls are closing in. <laughs> I'm a fucking I know, whore. I'm like... Okay, moving on. So <laughs> we go on the beach. We're laying on this blanket. It's pitch black because like the only light on the fucking beach at night is from the pier and yeah. we're well away from that. And I'm like, this is the moment like I'm going to suck his dick. And <laughs> When you're growing up and you're not experienced sexually and it's the first time you're going to do something like I I don't I don't think I like researched like how to or like things to be weary of like the Internet wasn't as prevalent at that time. (laughs) So I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. I just knew that there was like this big thing attached to him. They take it out. You're supposed to put it in your mouth. You need to finish (laughs) the story. (laughs) And then some shit's supposed to happen. Okay, no, it gets worse. Just it gets worse. So 
God bless him, dude. He was such a good human for taking one for the team this way. Okay, so I know your face. I know. So <laughs> we're we're he he takes it out. I put it in my mouth. Start like doing my thing, and I can't even say it. You all really thought I was about to play that embarrassing ass traumatizing moment again on air. Uh, no, thank you very much. I refrain. Um. I did, however, get multiple fucking DMs from people that that happened to them as well. So I feel a little less alone in the world, um, but that episode got such a great response. I know that you guys really do love the fun girl talk episodes. I do want to start integrating more of those. I know uh, a lot of people really loved Carrie Rose's that we had towards the end of season four. Um, so we're going to start bringing in some more of that. So if you have any guest suggestions or, uh, you just want me to come on here and talk shit to you and, and we can drink wine and girl talk, that's fine too. One of my next favorite episodes of this season was the questions episode titled relationship questions. Um, this was the first time that we did question episodes bringing a different co-host on the previous seasons jackie has done it with me and we brought tay on as her honorable replacement um and i had so much fun doing the questions with him and from the messages i got from you guys you had fun listening to it a lot of people dm me and they're like why don't you just make tay a permanent co-host and i'm like excuse the fuck out of me <laughs> like absolutely not he he can come on and guest host with me um but i loved doing that episode with him and you guys submitted a lot of really great questions and there were laughs there were serious moments there were things that you need to learn about relationships so let's take a little look at that can tay talk about heartbreak from a male perspective yeah devastating can you talk about how i crushed your soul <sighs> <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> Rude. It's <laughs> facts. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, well, let me preface this with I am the most sensitive man on the planet. The most interesting man uh, no, in the world. Not very interesting, <laughs> but very sensitive. Yes. Um, I'm sure you've spoken about me and my crying fits during movies and stuff like that. I don't know if I ever point. have, but it's very cute. He does this like pitter patter thing yeah. where like, it's like, oh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm pretty sensitive. And, and so I have to say this, my heartbreak is probably very much the same as well, everyone else's. Um, I'm. I don't. It, it. It. It's not a male or female thing. When your heart's broken, it's a human thing. Mm. So I don't really. I, I. You know. Sometimes, like you'd get like my dad. Not during our situation, but through hundred some of the hundreds of breakups you know that i've or my brother have gone through mm -hmm. and you can and you hear him say oh you know it's going to be okay and and it's like no. It's really not because I really devote my heart to that person and mm -hmm. I really want it to work. And when it doesn't, it's a real crusher. Um, with you, I went through things I had never gone through before. It was such a pain that I couldn't grasp. I couldn't comprehend. Um, it, it really was <clears throat> devastating to not be able to see my future with you. 
uh, it was just, I, I was lost. Although I had support uh, in all the right places and um, I had come to terms with it and then had moved on. Um, one of the couple of times I, I know your readers know about, or it's in your book. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had nothing, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't bury you. You know what I mean? Do you think men typically, not necessarily you, yeah. but men typically, when they go through hurt or heartbreak are more into the let's go out, let's party, let's like fuck some people, let's like forget about it? Do I think it's a man or a woman, a man thing to do that? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think there's some women that do that. Yeah. I think it's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> I think you were, didn't I've you, done that you, in the past. Yeah, yeah, you've done that in the past. And I've- And it I blows up in my face every fucking it time. It does, every time. Not gonna lie, I was going to choose to play the clip where we're talking about having sex in the shower and Finn comes in and starts licking Tay's ass. But I was like, then this whole fucking like, best of season four sounds like it's about ridiculous sex stories. Um, so I went with a more uh, deeper, deeper question. But um, I just loved that whole episode. It was wildly fun. We got to talk about some some sex stuff. We got to discuss some heartbreak recovery. Like there was a, a lot of really great questions submitted by you guys. And we are going to do that for season five. I will bring Tay back on. So start thinking about your questions. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. The next episode I want to highlight was a really personal one for me and really special. And it was when I brought my nanny, Kristen. I don't even remember what the fuck we ended up calling her. I grew up with her as Kristen. She now goes by Nell. It's like all the people that knew me as Gabby. And now I'm like, don't ever call me that. My name's Gabrielle. Only she like changed her whole ass name. So I think we ended up calling her Kristen on it, but whatever. Um, my nanny who was there with me on the day that I walked in and found my dad dead. Um, God, I feel like there's like a, a softer way that I can say that. Like I found my father passed away. Um, but it was really interesting hearing it from a different person's perspective. Um, the things that I didn't remember at all, which were massive. Um, and, you know, hearing it 
after I had my mom listen to that episode and she of course called me crying and um, was like, it, it's really wild to hear it from your perspective, from Kristen's perspective, and then to know my perspective not being able to be there on the day that it happened. Um, it was obviously a very heavy day in my life and a day that really set me on a path for the rest of my life and things that have been with me from that day on. Um, I, I am who I am today because I experienced that. And to do this episode and share that piece of me with you guys was really special for me. So let's take a listen. I need you to take Gabby in to say goodbye to her dad. She said, I'm sorry, I have to ask you to do this. I wouldn't, I would never do this, but I'm not there. And I was like, it's fine, D. And she said, but I need you to take him, take her in there and say goodbye because this is the last time she's going to see him. And I was like, of course. So we, um, I got off the phone and I got you and I said, come on, we're going to go say goodbye to dad. I just acted like it was normal because that's the thing with children. If you don't freak out, they don't freak out. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. children are very, they pick up on everything, you know? And so I said, well, we're going to go say bye to daddy. And so we went in and sat down with him on the floor and, you know, I just talked to him like I would normally talk to him because it didn't feel like he was gone. I mean, this literally just happened, but it just right. didn't, it just didn't make sense. Like there's some part of your brain that like, this isn't make believe, like he's still here. Like, I don't even understand what's going on, you know? Yeah. And, um, we said goodbye and, um, told him we loved him and, you know, um, and, um, had a cry and then we like got up after a while and walked out and we got you ready. We both had to get dressed and then um, got in the car to go to Sarah's. I don't remember any of that. I just know that we did. I'm yeah. like, I was not. I have no recollection of going back into that room. Yeah. And I remember when I called you to ask you all this and you told me and you were like, we went in, I ne we kneeled down next to him and I put my hand on his back so mm -hmm. that you wouldn't be scared. Mm -hmm. And hearing you tell me like this whole experience that I don't remember at all. Um, and I'm like, did my six year old brain disassociate or is it just like I was six and don't remember a lot, but you think you'd remember something like that. And I have the other flashes that are so clear. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I had that there's no memory of that. Yeah. That kind of makes sense to me because I mean, you know, trauma is a crazy thing. And when you went in to go see dad, look for dad, you were like, where's dad? Right. Dad was alive, you know? And then when you saw dad, you didn't know what was going on. But when mm -hmm. we went back in to say goodbye, you knew that he was yeah. dead. So in whatever that means and whatever in a six year old brain, whatever dead means, you right. know, which it's hard to even know because right. I don't think you'd lost anybody at that point. Your grandparents Maybe were like all alive. Fish. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and so, um, but yeah, we went in and I was just like, that's the thing that's, I think problematic about our society is people act like, um, in a lot of ways, like, the dead should be put away or they should be somewhere else or whatever. I don't know. Like I said, like I put my hand on dad's back and was rubbing his back. Like he was just there, like he was with us because he was essentially, you know? And, um, but yeah, I wanted you to know, like, this is still your dad. Like other people, like when people pass, it's like, it's a corpse. No, it's a person. Right. And there's, there's still this person that I love. Yeah. And there's still this person that I'm, you know, feel connected to. And so, you know, but, um, 
Yeah, so we got out of there, but I don't I don't I'm not surprised that you don't remember it because I think it was probably probably pretty hard to to um process. I think what I loved so much about this episode was that even though we were talking about something so incredibly heavy um and emotional and sad, we were still able to laugh and like reminisce on stories that we had. I mean, Kristen, you guys you heard in that episode like how she came into my life and that she was in my life from the time that I was four years old until now. Um, She was a bridesmaid at my wedding. Like she has been through it with me. Um, And to be 22 years old when she was experiencing all of that, like I just feel very, very lucky that someone who was so young was able to take care of me in that moment um, the way I needed to be taken care of because it could have gone so drastically different in not a great way and affected me even more than what happened did. Um, So I know my mom and I are both eternally grateful to her. I got to be honest, I had trouble choosing this last final best of season four episodes because there were so many good ones this, this season. I really loved Morgan Willett's second return to FML talk because you really throughout that long ass episode could see how she changed and grew as a person from the first episode she did to when we recorded that second episode to a few months later when she went on that epic solo trip and like returned a totally different person like it was a very full circle journey for her so that was a contender for me um celebrate autism with Ashlyn Yenny was really I think such a powerful episode just to see a mom, really to see a regular woman that was like going about her career and her daily life when her entire life changed from an unplanned pregnancy Um, and to see how she has adapted and grown with this little girl and how much she loves her daughter was so special. Um, And I thought it was such a insightful episode to people who don't necessarily understand um, how autistic people are in this world. And I thought that was really beautiful. But the one we are going to highlight on this episode was the Hunter Moore episode, because fuck Hunter Moore. Um, By now, you guys have probably seen that documentary, The Most Hated Man on the Internet, on Netflix. Um, I, I will never forget turning on the TV and watching it and being like, holy fucking shit, I know that girl. Um, So for Kayla Laws to come on and share that story and what she went through and recount all of it um, was really great. I just really, it, it was so wild to see that so many years of her life had been taken by this person's revenge porn and the hacking that happened. And she had had to live with the anxiety that she still struggles with um, for years and to go through the trial and to speak, be the only one to speak at the trial and to see him go to prison and to see this documentary get made. Like what a fucking journey, man. Um, and I resonated with a lot of, uh, of her story for, for certain reasons. Uh, so let's take a look. I guess I felt that protection with my mom on my side that yeah. I was like, you know, I'll do it. I was very apprehensive at first. I didn't want to be in the public eye either. And, and 
stand up there and like face him because I had never met him before and he seemed just like a total douchebag and like this terrible person that I was just like I don't want to face this guy yeah you know but I felt like I had to I felt like I was the only one who was so close to everything that was happening I had the perspective that all these other victims didn't have because everything that was happening to my mom and really gaining this understanding of so many people that had been affected on a greater scale Mm -hmm. and then having the FBI involved and then also having anonymous get involved and like being so close to everything that happened. I was like, it is my duty right now to stand up and like represent everyone else that was so horribly affected by this man. Yeah. And what was it like, like looking at him in court? looking at him in court was like, to me, it was like, this is ridiculous. Like this guy is smirking and yeah. like laughing. And I'm just like, how? It was a big fucking joke. It was a joke. Like he just was like, this is ridiculous. Like I, I felt like he just didn't give a fuck and he was not sorry at all. And I was like, I can't understand how you can be like a human being standing there doing this to so many people being brought to court and still acting this way. Right. Like the FBI got involved. Yeah. Anonymous got involved. Yeah. Like that's pretty major. And for you to still have the same attitude. Yeah. Like you're a psychopath. Yeah. And what he was found guilty. What was his sentence? He actually took a plea deal. (laughs) Of course. Um, To get less. And what was that deal? Do you know? So he um, pleaded guilty to identity theft and hacking. Okay. And he got two and a half years, as did the hacker. Mm -hmm. And the hacker is actually the only one who turned around and looked at me directly. And I, of course, looked at the ground when he did this because I didn't want to even look him in his eyes. But we were both in the pews together, um, like he was in front of me. And he said, I'm so sorry. Mm. And Hunter never apologized. Right. But I felt this like feeling of like genuine, like I'm sorry from yeah. Charlie, the hacker. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, like there, there was a complete different feeling from him than Hunter. Yeah. But they both got sentenced the same time, two and a half years. And they both got less time overall. Like it got cut shorter, yeah, sure. like six to nine months. Yeah. So I remember the day I found out that they were out of prison, I was like, crap, I'm scared. Like, yeah. are they gonna come back after me? I mean, put yourself in her shoes, man. I remember on the episode where she was saying after he got out of prison, there's times where she'll be like with her running group and she'll all of a sudden just get scared that a van is gonna come up and grab her. And that's fucking terrifying. And it's so warranted after going through something like that. Like, I can't. I uh, I mean, take a dive, a deep dive while we're on break back to episode three and four of FML Talk. Um, that is the tip of the iceberg of what I have been through with my ex-husband. I just haven't spoken about it publicly yet. Um, it's been a doozy. So I, I can imagine that anxiety that that Kayla spoke about on the episode and I so feel for her and I'm so glad that she decided to come on FML Talk to open up and and talk about it. All right, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this little trip down memory lane of season four. Um, We are going to be on hiatus for the next two weeks. 
And we are coming back Wednesday, January 4th, right after the holidays. Bigger and better than ever before. Season fucking five is starting at an all new network with Podcast Nation. I am so fucking stoked. I cannot wait for you to see what we have coming up. I hope you guys have an incredible fucking holiday. While you're taking these two weeks off of FML Talk, you can go back and listen to your favorite episodes. If you need one of those good solo episodes in your life to get you through the holidays, I got you. If you need some extra bonus episodes, you can get those on patreon.com slash FML Talk. I cannot wait to see all of you FMLers in January. And as always, have a motherfucking self-love cocktail on me. Mwah! Cheers! Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.